I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and this is Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, after a long and very, very stressful session of watching on the couch watching the Dallas Cowboys... I can honestly say that I was finally able to breathe easy, more importantly, a huge sigh of relief, and I'm a pretty happy guy, even though the Cowboys nearly drove me insane, but let's be honest, they have they have a habit of, of doing that, they've, they've been doing that to me for well over 20 years. Well, ladies and gentlemen, first things first, the Dallas Cowboys have beaten the New England Patriots for the first time since 1996. Now, I'd like for you to take a moment and think of everything that's happened since 1996. Lots of stuff. History, political, inventions, God knows what. <laughs> a lot of things have happened since 1996. I mean, I'll be honest. Y'all want to know how old I was the last time the Cowboys beat the Patriots before today? I was three years old. I was three years old, and I wasn't even in this country. I was living in France. But man, what a game. And all week I've been I've been saying, look, the Cowboys are gonna win. I have no doubt. But it's not gonna be easy because number one, we're playing the Patriots. And we always have difficulty against the Patriots, but everybody would say, Well, that was when Tom Brady was with the Patriots. Okay. But the Patriots are the Patriots. I mean, coach Bill Belichick, he always has a way of beating the Cowboys. I mean, he's been doing that for a very long time. And number two, this game was not in Arlington. It was up north, Gillette Stadium, near Boston, Massachusetts. More, uh, I think most specifically, Foxborough, Massachusetts, I believe is the name of the city where Gillette Stadium is. I mean, I know my arch rivals and the president, owner, and CEO of Paint Train Pipeline Productions, Mr. Ricky Lintwinkowicz, were telling me that Gillette Stadium is pretty fucking loud. I mean, in Ricky's case, he's speaking from experience, folks. But this game, you know, even though Tom Brady's not there, you know, there's a couple of facts. You know, in the previous two meetings against the New England Patriots, the Cowboys have not even even scored a touchdown. So that was something to think about. In this game, in specifically, in the, in the, what's interesting as well is the New England Patriots came to this game 0-3 at home. So I said to myself, well, it would certainly be huge to beat the Patriots for the first time in 25 years, but wouldn't it be something if we could force the Patriots to an 0-4 position on their home turf? You know, now that I'm thinking about it, I believe the last time the Cowboys beat the Patriots in New England, I believe that was in 1987. I did research that earlier this week. I'm not entirely sure what year it was, but I can assure you that I believe it was sometime between 1985 and 1990, since we last beat the Patriots in New England. Oh boy, oh boy. So many facts about this game. And you know, before I kind of do my uh, little uh, full detail recap, you know, I'm looking at the NFC East standings. The Cowboys 5-1, and five-game winning streak. The Washington football team, who lost today, I believe that they, yeah, they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs today. 
are now two and four and, and on a two game losing streak. And speaking of the Washington football team, what today was quite quite a, an emotional day because today I believe was the day that they uh, they retired uh, the number of the late Sean Taylor. And you know, and I'm gonna be honest, you know, the whole thing that it's so tragic with Mr. Sean Taylor, you know, even in Cowboys Nation, it's something that's emotional because Sean Taylor was shot and it was shot during a burglary at his home in Florida. And the dude was only 24 years old, okay? The dude still had a hell of a career ahead of him. And th this dude was an amazing safety for the Washington football team. You know, even Cowboys Nation, I would always tell people, well, we can hate Washington all we want, but Sean Taylor is a dude that you have nothing but respect for. But it was it was really emotional to see, you know, t today, you know, how Washington just, you know, retired it, and, you know, and, and as I, and I hadn't talked about the case for a long time, but, you know, the the trial of the burglars, how those, all these delays, I mean, believe me, I did the research, I kind of went back, and, oh boy, but you know what, and quite honestly, the retirement ceremony of uh, Sean Taylor's jersey should have happened a long time ago, but you know what, Despite the drama with John Gruden, the Washington football team, and Dan Snyder, I'm just glad that Sean Taylor's jersey was finally retired. And seeing the family members there, man, I'll be honest, I did shed a tear. No joke. But going back, you know, and I'm sorry, I got distracted, but, you know, I wanted to pay my respects to Mr. Sean Taylor. So going back, so the, the Eagles now also uh, down to 2-4, and four, and the New York Giants to 1-5, and five, and then the New York Giants just obliterated by the L.A. Rams today. <laughs> And I was actually surprised to see Daniel Jones play after that horrible hit to the head he, he suffered last week. So, at least Daniel Jones is okay. But he did not have a good game, and Giant fans are pretty fucking pissed off right now, and you can't blame them. But but now the Cowboys are on the bye week, and I'm going to be honest, if the Cowboys had lost this game, it certainly would have been extremely tough to get through the bye week. I mean, either way, it's tough, but, with, but if the Cowboys win going into the bye week... Things are just a little bit easier. And the spy week kind of came at the right moment because unfortunately after the game, news broke out that Dak Prescott apparently suffered a strained calf. So, and he was uh, seen in a walking boot after his press conference. But he did say that he's okay, that he, he promises that he's fine. He's, he's going to undergo an MRI tomorrow. Uh, I guess, you know, I, I assume that the team... Is on the plane right now, right now flying uh, towards Dallas Fort Worth. So I, yeah. So tomorrow morning uh, there'll be an MRI, and, and I'm sure uh, we'll hear the news within the next few days. So, but the fact that Dak Prescott was walking on his own and everything was like that, then I really don't think it's a big deal. You know, it's the bye week, so Tyron Smith, Trayvon Diggs, all the players that are a little bit banged up right now, you know, bye week came at a perfect time. So it's time to heal up and get ready for the Minnesota Vikings because the Cowboys will play the Minnesota Vikings on Halloween in Minnesota. Right? Anyway, now time to go through the game. Well, as I am looking at the couple of notes from this game, you know, as a matter of fact, a very important source actually gave me a very good piece of information. According to Mr. Mike Leslie, and for those of you who don't know... Mike Leslie is a sports reporter for WFAA Channel 8. And according to Mike Leslie, and he's actually quoting the same source I'm going to quote, uh, Cowboys Public Relations, 
the Dallas Cowboys have accumulated 986 rushing yards through six games. That's the most since the Dallas Cowboys totaled about 1,000 yards on the ground in 1995 through the, through the first six games. And of course, Mike Lacy has to, has to remind us some good things happened for the franchise that year. Yeah. So basically, the Cowboys have kind of, the rushing defense, you know, did something similar to 1995. And in 1995, the Dallas Cowboys went on to win the Super Bowl. Now, the Cowboys win the Super Bowl again this year. Well, that's obviously a pipe dream. And I'm seeing, you know, Dallas Cowboys public relations on Twitter have that exact same piece of information. But so. I credit to both the Dallas Cowboys Public Relations as, you know, Mike Leslie credited them. But you know what? I thank both of them. Thank you, Mike Leslie. And thank you very much, Dallas Cowboys Public Relations. Now, speaking of Dallas Cowboys Public Relations, they are really a valuable asset to me. Because they provide so much good information, all these facts. You know, I, I, I really got to thank. I, I really got to hand it to them. I mean, check this out. Dak Prescott recorded his ninth career 400-yard passing game in today's win, which is the most fran most in franchise history, and that ties Eli Manning and Aaron Rodgers for eighth in NFL history. Wow! And check this out: Trayvon Diggs, the fourth ever Cowboy to record two pick sixes in a season, and the first since Roy Williams recorded two interceptions for a touchdown in 2002. And that, that that's not a lie. Like I said, Dallas Cowboys public relations on Twitter is. God, you know, I swear to God, just archive of information, and these guys, this this Twitter follow is, this Twitter account is huge. And going back on Diggs, Trayvon Diggs, also the first player in franchise history to tally an interception in each of the first six games of a season. And Diggs' six-game interception streak to start a season also ties an NFL record, which actually joined Tom Landry. Tom Landry, who did that back in 1951. 1951. So once again, Trayvon Diggs, the first player in franchise history to tally an interception in each of the first six games of the season, and that's the and, and that's the long that actually excuse me that ties an NFL record, and he joins Tom Landry, who did that back in 1951. I mean, think about that, ladies and gentlemen. 1951, it was Tom Landry. Trayvon Diggs doing what something that Tom Landry did back in 1951, and we all know what Tom Landry ended up doing in the future when his days as a player were over. But he also joins Tom Landry as well as Barry Wilburn, who did it in 1987, and Brian Russell in 2003. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is not in there. Dak Prescott collecting 16 t passing touchdowns through six games in 2021. That's the most in Cowboys history through the first six games. And Dak Prescott had 445 passing yards, okay, today. And that is the most against a Patriots team coached under Bill Belichick. You see, folks, I'm telling you, <laughs> I just can't thank Dallas Cowboys Public Relations enough for providing this very useful information. Because it's all about getting the facts straight. It's all about putting the facts and they are basically and they are basically telling me what's going on. Let's see like that. Well, here okay, well here here's something extremely important. Today in this game, the Dallas Cowboys scored their 2000th 500th touchdown since 1960. That is the most in the NFL in that span. Unbelievable. Incredible. <sighs> Well, you know, likely to talk about, I mean, 
check this out. With two okay, and with two receptions, uh, C.D. Lamb had two catches in the first quarter. C.D. Lamb tied Herschel Walker as the fastest Cowboy to have 100 career catches in 22 games. Wow. Oh, absolutely incredible. And check this out. Dak Prescott, who actually had 161 passing yards in the first quarter. That's the most passing yards in the opening quarter in, in the NFL this season. That's the third most passing yards in the first quarter in franchise history. Man, it just does not end. And I got, But I got one more, folks. One more, and that'll be it. Zeke Elliott, who had eight carries in the first quarter. Zeke Elliott surpassed 1,500 career rushing attempts. The third most in franchise history, and he is the 15th player in NFL history to record 1,500 carries in the first 77 games of a career. The last person who did that was Clinton Portis, who played from 2002 to 2007. Uh, so, so, many, so much stuff. You know, the fact that Dallas Cowboys Public Relations has a lot of information to share with us sports writers and podcasters. You know, it's not only them to think to, to thank, but it's also the players who are creating history, who are basically putting their names in the history books. Absolutely incredible. And man. Okay, so now that we got to there, now we got to talk about exactly how this game went. And I have to be really honest with you folks, the game did not start out well for the Dallas Cowboys. Now. The Cowboys received the ball first as the Patriots elected to defer. And the first offensive drive, okay. You know, here we are, you know, at our our own 35-yard line, I believe it was. And it's fourth and one, and Mike McCarthy elects to go for it. And that did not work. That did not work. I mean, at first it looked as though Zeke Elliott actually got it, but they ruled it. They ruled him short. And Mike McCarthy decides to challenge that. And it turns out not going our way. So with our first opening drive, we wasted a timeout and a challenge. And the fact that New England immediately, and I do mean immediately, responded and immediately getting on the board. Well, that certainly did not do us any favors. And it already looked as though it was going to be a long day because now the Patriots have all the momentum. And now we're under a lot of pressure. And as what we fear is that the Cowboys don't do well under pressure. So... So it's 7-0 New England. Now Dallas has no choice but to immediately respond, which they did. I believe, you know, they drove down the field. You know, there was a couple of catches. You know, there was a ball that was tipped, and Dalton Schultz made the catch and got us a, a, a huge gain. I know that CD, I know that CD Lamb and Amari Cooper had a couple of catches, but, you know, and that... Pre- <laughs> And that touchdown drive, you know, we had, we had everybody had forgotten about Blake Jarwin. I mean, I, I'm not even kidding. And this was, <laughs> and Blake Darwin caught a one-yard pass for a touchdown. That was his only catch of the game. So he finished this game, one catch, one yard, one touchdown. You know what? You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, when you think about that, that's kind of funny. One yard, one one catch. I mean, one catch, one yard, one touchdown. But you know what? He scored. That's all that matters. So, so everything seems to be going well, but the. The Patriots immediately respond again. And now I'm telling myself, this Cowboys defense is really... It's really fucking up big time. And, you know, the the, the problem is, you know, coming to this game, you know, 
I have to remind that the Patriots media labeled the Cowboys defense as overrated. And the way the, this defense kind of went today, I was like thinking, you know, maybe they weren't exaggerating at, exaggerating at, at all because a lot of times this Cowboys defense struggled big time, you know, with blown coverage, missed tackles. And by the way, they came this game eighth in the league in, mo in, in missed tackles. So that's not good. And of course, the this passing defense it was sec came in this game second worst in the league. I can't, I'm not sure exactly what what that'll change tomorrow because today Mac Jones went 15 for 21 for 229 yards, two touchdowns and one interception. Mac Jones actually had a very respectable performance, which I knew he would. I mean, everybody was saying that. I mean, I had a lot of Cowboy fans. I should say I should say that I saw a lot of Cowboy fans post on Twitter that Mac Jones was overrated. I'm like, guys, he's not overrated. He's a rookie. He's learning. He's learning it. And it's tough in New England right now. They're going through some, a little bit of difficult times. But you know what? Bill Belichick is still there. Mac Jones certainly has potential. And he has a bright future ahead. I am 100% confident. So it's 14-7 after the first quarter. And now things start to go get a little bit different. Now the Cowboys offense is still doing respectively well. But, you know, Dak Prescott throwing that interception. You know, we had three miscues in the red zone. First one was the the interception, okay. And the other one was well, I'm not sure exactly. I, I think it was one when we we got to the one yard line and or well we got to the one yard line, okay. And the first two times were short, but, the, but then there was one where Dak Prescott supposedly got in, but the, the referees just didn't even bother reviewing it because on the, on the next play it was on, on fourth down. We tried a quarterback sneak, and before Dak Prescott can get the ball, you know, to cross the line, he, the ball was punched out of his hands. It was a fumble. The Patriots recovered, and that was a touchback. But before that, Dak Prescott, I'm sure, I'm sure, had scored. Although it would have been extremely, extremely difficult to rule that as a touchdown. But whether it would have been ruled a touchdown or not, the bottom line is what bothers me is that the referees did not bother checking it. I mean. In Mike McCarthy's case, throwing the challenge flag would, would have just been a bad move because we already lost the first challenge, so that cost us our that, that cost us a challenge and a timeout. We can't let that happen again. So that's where things were getting stressful. I mean, so the fact that Prescott had an interception and a fumble and lost a fumble in, in the red zone, I mean, that's that's certainly not going to look good on his part. I mean, in my case, because everybody knows, you know, my thing, my whole thing with Dak Prescott uh, <laughs> overall. But, you know, the fact is, you know, Dak Prescott certainly made up for everything. And we're going to get to that soon. But <clears throat> I'm trying to exactly go. I'm going to try to figure it out. I'm going to pull it up on ESPN because I, I want to take a look exactly through the miscues. Because I know there's these two miscues, the fumble and then the interception. But I'm going to take things a bit deeper. Let's see. So, of course, yeah, the first opening drive was, was a down. So, well, that was so pathetic. Yeah, so the first one was the interception. Okay, that was the first red zone miscue. And all, um, God knows all the penalties. You know, penalties, are, penalties were just such a goddamn problem in this game. It's, oh, it's not even funny. Yeah, so basically, it was a deep pass intended for... Cedric Wilson in, that was intercepted by New England's uh, Duggar, and he who returned it for 29 yards. Okay. But thankfully, after that particular drive, um, okay. Well, before I get to that, let me see if there's anything from the miscue. Mis 
Anyway, well, yeah, that was the time when we drove down the field and had to settle for a field goal. So that was three. Yeah, so that was three struggles in the red zone. So glad that, glad that, glad I took care of that. Because I want to make sure I didn't miss anything. So anyway, so going back to the game right here, and you, you know what's funny is that you know, the fact that we that fumble uh, at the one left in the Dak Prescott, the fact that, that the Cowboys. Blocked a punt that gave us tremendous field position and that we just couldn't take advantage of it. I mean, that's, in the words of Wiley, a.k.a. the Venomous Stare, that's repulsive, repugnant, disgraceful, and fraudulent. But I'm sure that Wiley would mention the fact that the referees didn't bother checking is repulsive. Absolutely repulsive. So it's basically, you know... <laughs> It, it, it was just it was just sad. It really was. So after after the the first the after the first half ended, you know, going to halftime, I was like really, you know, I, I was not sure. I was really not sure what to expect. I really wanted to believe that the Cowboys were going to pull it off, but with all the miscues, I was actually fearing that the Cowboys, you know, all that pressure was just going to go so bad. But but the Cowboys were able to. Able to get it, uh, do things well, and I, I forgot to mention actually that after the uh, a- after the interceptions, the Cowboys finally were able to actually respond by forcing a turnover of their own. You know, you know, and after the interceptions, you know, Mac Jones ha- had that big p- big pass. Uh, well, it was for negative two yards, but but Micah Parsons was guilty of a horse collar tackle. I'm auditioning influencers to promote. Excuse me, sorry about that, but. Anyway, so there was that penalty on uh, Mika Parsons, and then Mac Jones had a 27-yard uh, play with uh, Nelson Aguilar, the former Eagle and former Raider. But and then even at a point, you know, Mac Jones com- uh, completed a 25-yard pass to uh, Jay Myers of the Patriots, which was for a touchdown. But it was actually nullified by a holding penalty from the New England Patriots. And on the very next play, Randy Gregory sacked Mac Jones. Mac Jones fumbled. The cow was recovered. But, unfortunately... unfortunately, I'm auditioning influencers to promote... God damn it. Sorry about that. But after that, the Cowboys only settled for a field goal, and that was... You know, that, that was bad. That was bad, and that was before, and then after that, you know, so we we get the field goal, and then we 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 force them to punt, and we block the punt, and then and then the which leads to Dak Prescott, you know, the the fourth and uh, the fourth uh, an inches sneak, uh, which end up uh, being fumbled. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Which ended up being fumbled, and and, and that kind of sealed the half. So, yeah, it was a little bit of disastrous of a, of a first half, but. But overall, what was super disastrous about the game overall, folks, is that is that the referees were just just such poor officiating. You know, the Dallas Cowboys came into this game, specifically the defense came into this game as the most penalized defense in the league. In the league, okay. And in this game, the Dallas Cowboys got so many calls on them. Now, I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you, folks, right here. I'm not denying that the Cowboys did commit the fouls, but what really pissed me off was the fact that the New England Patriots were guilty of many penalties, but the referees were not calling them. And that thing, that includes two, yes, two late hits on Mr. Dak Prescott. 
And I saw them. I saw them, folks. I am not joking. I am not exaggerating. I saw precisely Dak Prescott being hit late twice, and the referee did not throw the goddamn flag. Okay? That's pathetic. Okay? It's bad enough that poor officiating damages the reputation of a sport. Any sport. Poor officiating or, you know, simply dull officiating in any sort of sport makes the sport look bad. It damages the goddamn reputation for the love of God. And that's unacceptable. But I'm glad I got that part out of the way. <coughs> because, you know, some, Patriot, some Patriots fans are upset uh, from a certain part of the game, which I'll get to the point. But you know what? Like I said, you know what? Hey, the Patriots got away with calls earlier, and then the Cowboys get away with one. I mean, quite simply put, we're even now, right? Turnabout is fair play. But, you know. But, so, anyway. So, the first, the, the, excuse me, the second half starts. The Patriots get the ball. You know, three plays, only go one yard, and they punt. Cowboys, I also get, you know, three plays, only one yard, and they punt. Then the Patriots, again, get the ball back, but get less than 10 yards of play in, in two minutes, and they're punt, and they punt again. And then the Cowboys finally decide to be in business. So then the, on that particular play after that punt, uh, after that the second punt from the Patriots in, in the second half, Dak Prescott started with a with a short left uh, with a short uh, left pass to Ezekiel Elliott after a 14 yard gain. Although unfortunately that play was taken away because Zach Martin was guilty of being ineligible downfield. Ah, <sighs> yay! But you know what, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott decide. You know what? We're going to do it again, and it's going to work. Because, basically, another short, pa short pass, except this time to the right, Zeke Elliott had 18 yards on that play. That was huge. Now, the running game in this game, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll break down the running game a little bit later. The running game was really a problem with the Cowboys. The fact that the Cowboys came in with the second-best rushing offense in the league, and it, it, it really didn't work. You know, I, I had a feeling that would happen, because, you know, Bill Belichick's defense, you know, you you never know you know you never know just how good they can be despite how bad they've been in the week before or have they been all year you you never know when this defense is gonna show up so I mean that's Bill Belichick for you so after that you know on a second and seven at the Dallas twenty six Dak Prescott what was a short pass to Noah Brown went for twenty seven yards and then New England was forced to take their first time out of the half. And then Dak Prescott, another short pass to Dalton Schultz that went for 20 yards. So I'm kind of liking it. These short passes turn out to be big gains. You know, I like that. So then we're driving down the field. And Dak Prescott throws a uh, throws a deep pass to CeeDee Lamb, which at first was ruled incomplete, but then the, the flag comes out. So there you go. <laughs> another and finally, you know, for this uh, another time, the referees finally decide to flag uh, the New England Patriots. You know, pre previously there was that there was that other play, okay, you know, that holding penalty that took away a Patriots uh, touchdown, but the referees decide again, okay, well, we can't make it that obvious, right? But the Patriots defense is flagged for interference, although the Patriot defense would argue and Patriots fans would argue the fact that the ball was you know tipped or you know, like like that, but. You know, it's really hard to tell, but but like I said, you know, this was after the Patriots had gotten away with two late hits on Dak Prescott. So, I mean, I mean, no no disrespect, but 
But the Cowboys go on to score. CeeDee Lamb ends up you know, catching a one-yard touchdown, and the Cowboys are up ahead, 17-14. And on that next play, the Patriots are forced to punt again. So I'm thinking, all right, so this is where I, I go on Twitter and say, all right, well, Cowboys need to score again because, again, like I said, the Cowboys want to be no less than two to three steps ahead of their adversary. And by that, I mean score a touchdown. Do not settle for a field goal. But that's unfortunately what happened. Cowboys, instead of being up 24-14, they go up 20-14. Uh, absolutely unbelievable. You know, and this was after CeeDee Lamb and both Zeke Elliott had 10-plus yards, you know, on a certain pass. And the fact that CeeDee Lamb also had a 33-yard had 33-yard catch in, in that game as well, and se- several incompletions, you know, just really kind of made things look so bad. But, uh, you know, uh, and on a third and ten, Dak Prescott had uh, threw a deep pass to Amari Cuba that was incomplete. There was a penalty on Zeke Elliott for an illegal motion, but the Patriots declined it. And that's where you know the Cowboys had to go for a forty, settle for a forty-five yard field goal. But but after that, the Patriots got really pissed, and I mean really, really pissed because, and the Patriots took their sweet ass time on this particular drive. Thirteen plays, seventy-five yards. You know, took six and a half minutes away, and the Patriots take a twenty-one twenty lead. And you know, and I'm thinking, oh boy, here we go, because you know Mac Jones looked. Pretty freaking good on this particular drive. And our, our defense just looked lost and, you know, just not making the tackles. So I'm like thinking, oh boy. And I should have mentioned, I mean, this is where the. This is deep into the fourth quarter. I mean, this is beginning to be like deep in the fourth quarter. Like, this is not early fourth quarter or anything. So it's 21 to 20. The Cowboys drive down the field eight plays in 40 yards, about four minutes off the clock, and we ended up missing the field goal. <laughs> The, and, and the fact of the matter is is that some of the momentum from that particular play was halted because Connor Williams you know, committed several fouls. You know, Connor Williams, I believe, had two holding penalties in this game. There was actually one there was actually one play where there was two fouls on him, a holding and unsportsmanlike conduct. You know, I'm not sure exactly. You know, Connor Williams is just, you know, I'm not sure what, what what's going on exactly. You know, the holding penalties are just, you know, very unfortunate because, you know, sometimes I just, you know, it feels like he's just blocking, but it, it, it's tough to tell. But but that holding penalty, you know, what went from a second and two turned into a second and 12, you know, it, it, it was difficult. And, and the fact that it was on a second and two and Tony Pollard had gotten us the first down and then went back from a – that pushed us back to second and 12 and Prescott – had an incompletion to Amari Cooper, and then on third and twelve, Dak Prescott was put in a position where he had to scramble for ten yards. It was so close, and, we, and then Greg Zerline comes out, and the Cowboys have to settle for a fifty-one yard field goal. So, ugh, and and it was not only did the Greg Zerline miss it, but but that 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 kick just had no chance, you know. You know, I'm I'm at a loss of words because it's just how painful it is. But that that kick just had no chance. So it's 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 it, it was tough. So I'm like thinking, oh boy, here we go. Miss, you know, and the Patriots now have good field position. So I'm thinking, well, 
I guess the Patriots are not going to drive down the field. <laughs> no, and I wasn't sure exactly uh, what, how much time was left and when, when the field goal was missed. I know that it was less than four minutes to go, but something, well, this is it. Okay. Well, now, now that I'm looking at the, at the notes from the, uh, from the, from the certain play-by-play, so it was first and ten at the New England forty-one. And Dallas took a timeout with with about two and a half, with uh, two minutes and thirty-six seconds left, and then there was a penalty on New England for a delay of game. But then something magical happens because none other than Trayvon Diggs extends the streak, intercepts his former Alabama teammate, returns it for a touchdown, and it's all of a sudden. <laughs> what went from going the Patriots way or now the Cowboys way? The Cowboys take a 26-21 lead, a failed two-point conversion, and oh boy. But you know what? Just like that. Just like that, on the very next drive, Mac Jones completes a pass to Kendrick Bourne for 75 yards on a touchdown, and the Patriots then take the two-point conversion. Okay. So Trayvon Diggs went from intercepting a pass and returning it to the house to being burned by his former Alabama teammate on that play- pass. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty embarrassing. I mean, it wasn't just Diggs, but it was also uh, DeMonte Casey, I believe. <laughs> so uh, the fact that the Cowboys defense went from intercepting a pass for a touchdown to being just torched on the very first play of that drive on a 75-yard play... That put the Patriots back on top. Ugh. And and by then I would imagine it was it was around the two minute mark. So I was like, oh my god, oh my goodness, because <laughs> by then I really felt like I had given up hope. Yeah, and as I'm looking, yeah, when the Patriots scored on that 75 yard pass, it was with two minutes and 11 seconds left in the game. But you know what? There was still some time. I mean. Some people say, you know what? This is this is it. Dak Prescott can pull off his magic, and here we go. Because that's exactly what happened. Okay, that's exactly what happened. Because the because the Cowboys managed to drive down the field. Okay, and Greg Zerline was I believe that one was a forty nine yard field goal attempt. He was able to tie the game with twenty seconds left. And the Patriots get the ball back and decide, you know what? We're not going to try it. We're just going to send the game to overtime. And then I'm thinking, oh boy. Well, at least we're in overtime now. At least we're in overtime now. Because, because you know, it, it was quite an eventful game within the last four minutes of the freaking game. And of regulation, at least, at this point. Because now that we're in overtime, I really have to put the word regulation out, don't I? But, <coughs> excuse me. So, so now that we're in overtime, you know... I see the referee explaining the rules, of course, and then the Patriots, you know, the Cowboys lost the toss, and the Patriots elected to receive the ball. Now I'm thinking, well, oh boy, I mean, the fact that now we're under pressure because the Cowboys don't do too well in overtime. Well, now I'm thinking, if the Patriots get the ball first, if we can manage, if we can manage to hold to at least a field goal, then we'll, then we'll, then we still have a chance. Because in overtime, if you score a touchdown first, and that's the end of the game. But amazingly, and I do mean amazingly, the Cowboys force a punt, force the Patriots to punt. But now this is what I want to talk about because the Patriot fans were pretty pissed off about this. Because on the third down play, Anthony Brown 
got away with a face mask. I thought at first he got away with interference, but it looked more like he interfered and grabbed the face mask on, I believe it was Nelson Aguilar. So Anthony Brown got away with it, and then the Cowboys, you know, took got the ball back, drove down the field, and, you know, I for, you know I'm sorry, I, for, I can't even believe I forgot this. You know, on the way to tying the game, uh, the game-tying field goal, the Cowboys converted a fourth down. Cedric Wilson had that beautiful catch. So Cedric Wilson was really making up for, for early mistakes on the Dak Prescott interception and on an incomplete pass where he just couldn't hold on to the ball. So Cedric Wilson made up for that big time. So I'm glad I, I, I remembered that because I already feel like an asshole because I forgot. But anyway... So the Cowboys get the ball and drive down the field. Then I'm thinking, okay, well we're in field goal range, so I I, I think we'll we'll try to get as close as close as we can. Then we go the the game winning field goal. Then I'm thinking, you know what, Zerline already missed it one earlier. We can't risk him missing one again. But you know what, we're close this time. It's not gonna be as long, so Greg Zerline shouldn't have a problem. And this and this time things should be better, despite the fact that there's pressure now because this is for the this is for the win. But you know what? At the end of the day, it did not matter because Dak Prescott was able to connect with CeeDee Lamb, who scored on a beautiful play to send the Cowboys home with a win. And the highlight of that particular play at the end is that CeeDee Lamb got up after he was pushed by the Patriots uh, uh, cornerback, got up and waved goodbye to that Patriots player. You know, I gotta be, I gotta be honest. I thought the referee was going to flag for unsportsmanlike conduct. I mean, ugh. Well, I guess because it was overtime, it may, may, maybe he shouldn't have. Maybe maybe he couldn't. I I don't know. But but when Ceedee Lamb kind of waltzed into the end zone, that Patriots player, you know, ran and then pushed him to the ground, and Ceedee Lamb just responds by getting up and waving at him. Honestly, I thought that was actually pretty funny. But <laughs> oh boy, but. I mean, th- th- that was the way to end it. I- I'm glad that we settled for the touchdown rather than the field goal, but it was a hard-fought win, and at, 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 the, at the end, I can't say that the Patriots d- did not try because the Patriots the Patriots had the Cowboys, okay? The-, the Patriots did not go away. I mean, let's be honest. Coming to this game, I told everybody, look, the Patriots may not be as good anymore because Tom Brady is not there and they don't have as many weapons, but you know what? This is still a team coached by Bill Belichick. Josh McDaniels is the offensive coordinator. So, you know what? We can still expect the Patriots to actually give us a run for their money. And God damn it, they did. God damn it, they did. But the Cowboys coming back from behind and pulling off the win, I mean... Man, you know... You know it's, it's just... It's difficult because, you know, the fact that the fourth quarter was so wild that it was a combined score of 27 points in the fourth quarter. 12 by the Cowboys, 15 by the Patriots. And, it, and the fact that the, the Cowboys were able to send the game to overtime, you know, confronting on that fourth on that fourth and down and like that, it's. I mean, you know, I I honestly kind of have to say, like Dak Prescott. I don't know if I should say this, but Dak Prescott, it, it looks as though he put the game on his back, and he made up for his mistakes as well, and and he really just. He he really he really did just you know like say you know what we're gonna win this game you know I don't care we're. What we did earlier in this game, we can win it now, and we're gonna win it now. But you know, in 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 overtime, the Cowboys' defense made up for that play on that seventy-five yard catch. Although again, Anthony Brown did get away with a, with a face mask. But you know, again, like I said, you know, the Patriots got away with many penalties uh, during the game. So 
But overall, whether the Cowboys getting away with penalties, the Patriots getting away with penalties, the bottom line is the officiating absolutely sucked. It hurt both teams, and it hurt the reputation of the game. So that's where I'm going to leave it. So the Cowboys win 35-29 in overtime. Dak Prescott finished the game 36 for 51, 445 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Zeke Elliott, 17 carries, 69 yards. No touchdowns. Tony Pollard, 10 carries, 41 yards. No touchdowns. And you know what's funny? Both Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard averaged about 4.1 yards per carry. Steven Lamb, tremendous game. Nine catches, 149 yards, two touchdowns. <coughs> Excuse me. And the fact that Steven Lamb, I had him on my, starting him on my fantasy team. I mean, today was a great day for fantasy football. And the fact that, you know, tomorrow Josh Allen playing with Josh Allen being my quarterback, I still have a chance to win my game this week. And, you know, not only that, Dalton Schultz is also my starting lineup. Dalton Schultz, another great game, five catches, 79 yards. You know, incredible. Mari Cooper, also respectable. Zeke Elliott. You know, also great on the on the receiving game. The passing game just lo- looked really good, and, and you know, and Zeke Elliott, you know, fifty uh, receiving yards and about seventy uh, on on the ground. It was another hundred yard scrimmage game for him, so that was great. And on defense, Trayvon Diggs, you know, five tackles, had that pick six. You know, and on, on, on that particular play, uh, on that 75 yard, I, I forgot if it was Jaron Curse or Demonte Casey. I'm pretty sure it might have been Casey, but you know, the, the secondary still had a bit of difficulty. But you know, like I said, the defense pulled through at the end. So, you know, Randy Gregory ha- had two sacks, and you know, Randy Gregory's in a contract year, so I hope that the Cowboys front office is, is already. Uh, Preparing a uh, preparing a deal to offer him because we're gonna need Randy we're gonna need Rand, Randy Gregory I mean we're gonna need Dalton Schultz as well because both these guys are in, are in contract years so but Cowboys look pretty damn good today look at the Patriots like I said Mac Jones went 15 for 21 for 229 yards two touchdowns and one pick running back Damian Harris had over 100 yards uh, receiving 101 yards to be exact. You know, two uh, New England Patriot running backs having a two, scoring twice on the run. Kendrick Bourne only had one catch with 75 yards for that touchdown. It was Jacoby Myers and Ramondre Stevenson, you know, having a good game with a passing. Nelson Aguilar only had one catch for 27 yards. You know what? It's amazing. Dak Prescott was not sacked in this game. Can you believe that? Dak Prescott was actually not sacked in this game. <laughs> that that's incredible. That's I, I believe that's two games, two games where he's not been sacked this year. I think the first time was which, which was against the Panthers, and then this one against the Patriots. And uh, I forget going in that game, the Panthers led the league in sacks. So, but for Prescott not to be sacked against the Patriots in Gillette Stadium, <laughs> in a very loud stadium, I mean that's a hell of a that's a hell of an accomplishment right there. But last thing I want to go through is the total team stats. The Cowboys. Over 550 total yards, while the Patriots at 335. Man, you know, both teams, you know, uh, you know, both teams, you know, uh, hitting the 120 yard uh, rushing uh, yards. Cowboys had 122, while Patriots were at 120. Cowboys had 32 first downs. You know, Cowboys though only three, three for 13 on third down efficiency, and while the Patriots were at third, three for nine. The Cowboys went two and four on fourth down efficiency. The Patriots never went for it on fourth down. Cowboys had eighty-two total plays, while the Patriots had fifty. 
Look at the penalties. Cowboys, 12 penalties for a total of 115 yards. Patriots, 5, five penalties for only 47 yards. Cowboys, 30, 39 minutes and 17 seconds in time of possession, while Patriots were close to 27 minutes. So, Truly was a hell of a game. It was a hard-fought effort for the Dallas Cowboys, but at the end, you know, also, I got to give credit to the New England Patriots because they did not give up. They really made the Dallas Cowboys earn that play, but... But that crazy fourth quarter, Trayvon Diggs has the pick six, and then Mac Jones responds with a 75-yard completion for a touchdown. <laughs> I guess Trayvon, you know, Trayvon Diggs, you know, intercepting a pass from his former teammate Mac Jones, and then Mac Jones, you know, kind of torturing his former teammate. I said, "Well, this is, we're not in Alabama. Sorry, got to do what I got to do, right?" But man, it was a great night. The Cowboys are on a bye week now, and. Cowboys need to heal up, rest up, and get ready for the Minnesota Vikings because we need to look to improve to 6-1. and one. Look at the Patriots. The Patriots are now 2-4. and four. Patriots will play next week um, at home against the New York Jets. That should be a win for the New England Patriots. Take a look at the NFC East again. I'm going to see who the, any of the plays, uh, team plays next week. Yep, the Washington football team will be playing on the road against the Green Bay Packers. The Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles will be playing the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas. And the New York Giants will be playing at home against the Carolina Panthers. So it seems like the Cowboys are the only team in the NFC East with a bye week this week. So, well, <clears throat> the fact, you know, and, I, and I'm not too freaked out because the Cowboys, I believe they're three games ahead of the Washington football team who's in second. So, I guess the Cowboy fans can sit back and relax and watch some football next week, and then next after that we got the Minnesota Vikings and Cowboys should be able should be get, should be getting ready. But first they got to heal up and then get ready for the Vikings. Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank y'all very very much for joining this evening, and I will see y'all next time. How about them cowboys?